You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. get your fire going, your wood's wet. Amen? Yeah. Amen. In our wretched and sinful estate, God looks at us as sinless and perfect, all because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, you boys, good job. Man, I can hear you and everything. It gets me excited. All right. Pastor asked me to do this. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stray from the normal. <laughs> Pastor expects nothing less. Quite honestly, I'm impressed he even lets me do this anymore without, without wanting to review like my notes and everything else. Be like, no, Dusty, here it is. Don't, don't you be coloring outside the lines, which I've been known to do once or twice. I love y'all. So, for those of you who don't know, I've been gone for about four weeks. You're like, Dusty, has he been gone? Really? Sure has been quiet. Yes, yes, I have been gone, but we're not here to talk about you. I'm excited. I'm a little bit nervous. I am highly caffeinated. I mean, this could go wrong or it could be a lot of fun. So, y'all just, y'all bear with me. But one of the things that got me is, and I'll probably, I'm probably getting way ahead of my notes, which is, uh-oh, Dusty, here he goes again. That's fine. I got the microphone. Okay? Y'all deal with it. I went to another church for four weeks. I wasn't able to come here. And you know what? Online, it is a substitute-ish. If you have to, you know what? Fine. That's why we have it. However... There is something, I don't know, electrifying about being around God's people. Not just, okay, and I say that, but not just any any people, right? And I say God's people, I'm not even just talking about those that are saved, although that definitely helps. There's something about being around family. Um, So I started this with a word search. And you're like, not those word searches where you're like on the airplane, I got nothing to do, and you find and circle the words. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, as soon as he asked me to do it, there was a word that came to mind. Peculiar. Okay? And this is like, well, that's fitting. Easy. We throw the term around odd. Yes, he's weird, you know. Dusty is an odd, peculiar fellow. Yes. Amen. And, okay, and let's be honest. Let's be honest. That's why you love me. That's why you love me. See, you'll always take it as jest. And oh, Dusty just being silly. He's usually being honest. <laughs> oh, think on that one for a minute. <laughs> but Webster's 1828 outlines a definition. That's, a far, that's the oldest dictionary I could find. And, you know, it says appropriate. Peculiar is appropriate. Belonging to a person. Or belonging to a person and to him only. Singular. Particular, special, 
belonging to a nation, system, or other thing, but not to others. Whenever we, when we hear the word peculiar, um, you know, one verse, one verse comes to mind. However, as I'll get to in a minute, there's multiple. And I just, like, okay, so I'm a bit of a nerd on some of these things with, okay, I don't mind sharing it with, I love numbers. And the Bible, man, numbers in my mind brings order. See, an accountant. Some of y'all have been accountants, and God bless y'all, because there's things about accounting I don't understand. However, I understand that numbers are concrete. Right? The English language, that's a mess. I don't know who come up with those. And it's like, it's like the government, right? We're going to have an amendment to the English language. You know, I before E, you know, you say, oh, that's weird. Yeah, right? Oh, except for that instance. We make exceptions. Numbers, it's kind of tough to make an exception. That has consequential errors. So anyway, when you read about, when you go through the Bible and you see these numbers, right, a lot of times it, it represents something. We'll get to that in a minute. Tell you what, how about this? How about y'all go to 1 Peter chapter number 2. Y'all know what to do. 1 Peter chapter 2. Page is turning. Oh, it's such a good sound. I love the fact that we use hymnals too. Last church I was at, they were doing away with hymnals in, in lieu of going up on the big screens. It ain't the same. Ain't the same. Something's missing. All right. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 says, but ye, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, I'll learn to speak in a minute, a holy nation, a peculiar people, and that, that, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let's pray. Dear Holy Father, God, I need you. God, it gives me no greater thrill than to stand up here and to be able to address the people that I love so, so very dearly. God, these, these people that I've had the opportunity to adopt as family. God, I spend more time with these than, than with any other member of my biological family and my, my values align more closely with, with this body of believers here. God, I am so, so extremely grateful for them and for what they mean to me. God, help me to relay that. Help me to help them as we take a look at maybe what a family should and shouldn't be and, and what we should and shouldn't be doing with our family members. God, I ask you hide me behind the cross. Just use me. Take control of my words. And, and God, help this to be edifying to somebody here. God, I love you and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we giggle, right? We kind of chuckle if we read the word peculiar. Like, oh, yeah, because we, you know, we always associate it with being odd, being weird. He's a peculiar fellow. Um, so I decided, it's like, you know what? What about peculiar? I mean, the, the, the verse that we just read is the one I wanted to use. And, but I was like, where else does it appear? Take a guess. Take a guess how many times the word peculiar appears in the Bible. Anybody? 15, 40, 25? Oh, I love, okay, so I was like, I don't know. I was thinking like one. See, run. All right. One. Seven. I saw that. I was like, oh, I mean seven, right? So we, as we read seven in the Bible, right, it's everywhere. It's completeness. The seven days of creation. I mean, uh, Noah went into the ark seven days before it started to rain. And then you get to the book of Revelation and oh, seven explodes everywhere. You got vials and, and uh, plagues and everything else. What about this? Jesus feeding the 5,000, what do you use? Loaf five and two. 
throw that together and you got seven. I love it. I mean, to me, it was just like, mm, that is so good. I mean, that'll preach, but maybe for another time. It's nerd level stuff, but I just, doesn't it thrill you when you can read the Bible and you get something out of it? It's not big. The number seven, whoop-de-doo. To me, it's a big deal. It's like, it's complete. By design, there, that word only appears seven times in the whole Bible. And then it spread Old Testament and New Testament. So it's not like, well, that's a New, a new Testament thing, Brother Dusty. No, no. It's, first mention, I think, was uh, Exodus, Exodus 19.5. Come see me later if y'all want to look them all up. I got them. And it's talking about God's people. Like all those instances as you read through it, it talks about who God considers his people. Who do I consider mine? I mean, not because I own you or I have any authority over you, but my family. Titus 2.14, that's another instance, says, Who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and to purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. As we discussed this morning in junior church, kids, pay attention. There's three things that Brother Dusty hates. McKenna, give me one. Lying. Lying. Don't lie to me. There is no sense in it. Just don't lie. I'm a big boy. I can handle the truth. Uh, Ben. Um, don't be lazy. Don't. Oh. I was hoping that was going to come up last. If I'd have known that was going to be, I'd, I'd have picked you last, buddy. Okay. Don't be lazy. And then what's number two? Late. Don't be late. Okay. Don't, don't be late. Okay. There, there's, no more, there's only three of them, little Condi. I'm sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> I, hate, I hate lazy almost as bad as I hate lying. And it, we're a working family around here. I love work days, Pastor, when you're like, all right, we're doing this, and everybody gets together. Even the people that don't have any idea what's going on, right, they'll show up, and they're like, they're just happy to be here. <laughs> Fellow, you might as well just zoom the camera on out, and I told you I'm highly caffeinated. All right. And it's just a buzz, it, like a good one. People are running around like, how can I help? So, all right, quick story. So I was working with an electrical engineer wiring these containers. And I, but at this point, this is months into this project, I had, I had the wiring thing kind of figured out. It, it took a minute. And somebody showed up and wanted to help. And I'm like, praise God, I get to invest in somebody. So I said, all right, I need you to wire this thing. And this is how you do it. And I give them instructions. <laughs> I must not be a very good instruction giver. <laughs> I should have drew a picture. If we'd have flipped it, if we'd have threw the power to those things, there would have been all kinds of impressive sparks, which I've seen before on my own accord. However, I went back and redid it. But anyway, he was excited. He was glad to help. And I wasn't going to tell him no. It just meant another half hour of work, me undoing and then redoing. Did you know that on, on like an electrical outlet, if you put the hot and the, uh, you're hot and you're neutral on the same side and you turn the power on, it's impressive. <laughs> We were nearly there on multiple occasions. All right. Oh, goodness. Where in the world? I don't know why you let me do this. Okay. I've had, a lot, I had an opportunity to do a lot of traveling. And this is 
trying to bring us back to where we're on track again because I love y'all. Y'all are so easy to talk to. I've traveled a lot over the last, say, 12 to 14 months. I've been in roughly 10-ish different countries. Lots of locations, even in this country. You know, all on the Gulf Coast, D.C., various places. You know what I find out of all of those places? Or what I don't find? No Heritage Baptist Church. I've even been to a Heritage Baptist Church in name. That wasn't this church. Portugal. I have seen beauty in a country that corpus landscape could never offer. The Portuguese architecture, I've stood there and stared just in awe. I mean, it's just cool, the, the buildings. I mean, they took pride in what they're doing versus just throwing you know, mud and brick together and calling it a house. And you're the one standing there staring at a dumb house. Been there. I was okay with it. They knew I was a tourist. It's fantastic. No Heritage Baptist Church. I've seen the sacred Jordanian site of Petra. I stand, I stared, wondered how in the world did they get that thing carved out of all that rock? I stood on the Jordanian shores of Aqaba down in the very southern part and I got a glimpse of the Red Sea. You know, that body of water that's only six inches deep that, you know, drowned all those Egyptian, uh, Egyptian folk in? Yeah, okay. Focus, Dusty. Uh, it looked deeper from the shore from where I was. <laughs> Just saying. Well, what do I know? I don't, have a, I don't have an advanced degree in water depth measuring. But no Heritage Baptist Church. Egypt. I got to see the pyramids. I got a cool story in just a minute. Y'all buckle up for this one. Those great wonders of the, uh, of the world from the air. I might have, I might have ended up with a stomach bug or it was COVID. I mean, it was something. Because I got roughed up in Egypt and um, I had the option of going to their doctors because every, the, every one of the hotels has a pharmacy and a doctor by law, right? You're like, hey, that's convenient. If I would have been positive, I'd have had to stay an extra 14 days in that country. Nope. I'll fake it. I'm fine. Perfect. This bad. Fever, sweating is terrible. It was in this place called Safaga, which is out on the Red Sea again. Uh, it's east of Cairo, probably about six hours by uh, insane driving between these trucks with these massive boulders on there. I mean, one yeah, blown out tire and everybody's toast. Six hours, that'll get you there. Probably the, uh, the Red Sea is probably the most pristine, most beautiful body of water I have ever seen in my life. Um, I went scuba diving. Uh, I went with a master diver who was multi-hundred dives all around the world, and he said that was the best scuba diving he's ever done. It was like being in an aquarium. By the way, it was deeper than six inches deep there. <laughs> but no Heritage Baptist Church. We were flying... We, we took a mill flight, for some of y'all who know, you know flying mill flights. This is an old, old 737 built in like the 90s, right? You know, they had to get out there and, like, yeah, yeah, you know, you had to pump it to get the thing to crank. So we, we left Bahrain and we're flying over Saudi Arabia. And it's beautiful. And it's just desert. And then all of a sudden you come to this emerald blue body of water. And it's so clear. You see where all the silt goes in there. And then you're like, okay, the Red Sea. And I see the Suez Canal. Over there is Egypt. Pyramids are right over there. They're coming. 
all of a sudden that plane banks left and drops. Now, I don't know how far it dropped. It felt like a couple miles. It probably, it may not have been over 50 feet. I don't know. <laughs> it got my attention though. The pilots finally got everything back under control, slowed way down. A holy hush come over the plane for about five minutes. I mean, even the pilots were too scared to say anything. Like they thought they were going to have mutiny on their hands. Because as it turns out, they said, they said we were flying. We flew through the, the prop wash, jet wash of a much larger aircraft. And they named the aircraft, and whatever it was, right? And oh, we got a little close. How close did they have to be to read the numbers on the side of the airplane? <laughs> Jesus was invited to go with us at that point. <laughs> Call it Foxhole Salvation. No Heritage Baptist Church, because I'm pretty sure we'd have lost a few on that one. Columbia, beautiful. Always looking over your shoulder. No Heritage Baptist Church. Lebanon. I've seen the levels of poverty this country cannot imagine. I've seen what war and, and COVID and poor government decisions, not like we have, I'm talking like real poor decisions, and a small ammonium nitrate explosion in a port can do to a country. Friendliest people on earth, no Heritage Baptist Church. Israel, I've, seen, I've been to the Holy Land. I've seen the vast arid landscape that the Hebrew children fought over. There's lots of rocks. I mean, a lot of them. I don't know why they were fighting over them. To me, it's just nothing but dirt, but it was important to them, so it's going to be important to me. I don't get it. It was beautiful. No Heritage Baptist Church. I've been to Jerusalem. I've seen the Wailing Wall, the Garden of Gethsemane, walked around the paths that, that God took. I mean, they haven't, they haven't changed them. Seen from a distance, for those of you familiar, the, the Rock of the Dome. I've seen devout Jews, Jews, with their traditional garb and their, their, the, the rings, I mean, just everything. They have the most oppressed, hopeless look on their face. This is the holy city. The Lord was there. He was crucified there. I, I get it. But that was the plan. He did it for them. Look, God is not supposed to pick. Okay, you know what? It's God. God can pick favorites, and He has. I'm glad to be considered the wild one. I'm glad to be grafted in. Amen. I mean, because they had the option of saying, okay, that's our Messiah. Whole hog, we're following Him. But because they rejected Him, I get it. Right? And we walked through that holy city where God walked. And Peter and all those great men that you read about in the New Testament. I don't know if it was because of pride they rejected him or ignorance. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? The end result's the same. No Heritage Baptist Church. There is no place like this. So what makes Heritage special? Like I said, part of this is part of this maybe a little, we'll get to maybe a little challenge preaching here in a minute. But God's laid this on my heart. I went without y'all for four weeks. And it probably wouldn't be as impactful had I not been sitting in another church claiming to be what we are. 
and it ain't the same. The place, and we live in Corpus. You know, sometimes we curl our nose like, oh man, Corpus, ah. See, the church in Virginia, they're fighting to add more parking spots. I don't know that they need them. They can't even add parking spots. They have like, I don't know, 20 acres? The city said no. The city said, you know what? You want to put lights in your parking lot for safety? That's fine, but they have to be very dim. We don't, want, we don't have to worry about light pollution. Okay. So they installed very dim lights. And I'm telling you, neighbor, my wife's not walking through that parking lot by herself. God is good, isn't he? I mean, we got this building going over next door. We've had some hurdles. Do we have hurdles putting in parking spots? No. It's good to be in Corpus. It's good to be in Texas. The pastor. I went with all peace here, so y'all just hang on. The pastor. See, I've met a lot of men that call themselves pastors. And some of them, some of them are, some of them want to be. But there's a difference. When you have somebody that will watch for your soul, that cares for you, that will pray for you, that will cry for you, that will cry with you. Yes, amen. Those aren't everywhere. Because pastors, given to the same black flesh, everything that you and me are, and quite honestly, the stuff we fall subject to, we're selfish. It's about me. Look, I've told y'all before, standing up here, I am my favorite person. I love me. See? I'm not trying to hide it, because really, let's be honest. When you're hungry, you're thirsty, you're like, man, I wonder if, I wonder if mama's hungry. I wonder if mom would like a snack too. No, you're like, I wonder what's in the fridge. Hope she left me some leftovers. <laughs> Pastors are no different. So to have somebody conscious of it, willing to set themselves apart, to put away a lot, you're not going to get rid of all of it, I understand, but to be conscious of it and to put away a lot of the selfish time. We don't get any more of that back. You can go and you can get another job. You can make more money. Once time is gone, it's gone. How much time is he up here laboring on your behalf? We don't know. Hmm. We don't know how much time he spends up here for you, making intercession for you, prepping a message that's going to help you. You don't know. I don't know. I don't ask because it would probably make me feel pretty bad. As I'm sitting at the house in my pajamas, air conditioner kicked down low, Trying to find an end to YouTube <laughs> or some ball game. Okay, it's serious. I don't think it's a weather thing. <laughs> Throw it out there. Here's the thing. Do you think, do you think pastor's going to get everything right? I mean, he's had vast experiences pastoring churches with every conceivable problem that people can throw at him. Hmm. No, I'm pretty sure every time I show up, it's like, oh no, here he comes again. <laughs> he gets out a piece of paper, he hands me the crayons and construction paper, says, Dusty, just start drawing, I'll try to follow. <laughs> it's not going to get it all right. Do you get it right every time? So why do we expect them to? I like this. Well, he and I agree on everything. 
Because we're talking about me, remember. Well, he and I agree on everything. Decidedly not. <gasps> you don't agree with the pastor, Dusty? Not always. But also recognize he's in charge. So I go, hey, pull him off to the side. Hey, pastor, I mean, this carpet color is pretty tacky. Sure, it hides, it hides the dirt well, but I mean, shouldn't we go with like a traffic master or something like that? No, we're going with blue carpet. <laughs> right. I guess I'll learn to lay carpet while I'm at it. Sort of like the electrician thing. By the way, the electrician thing, I've, been, I've gotten requests for electrical stuff. Hard knocks. That is a rough university. Praise God for YouTube. I spent two, I spent two solid weeks with an electrical engineer, not an electrician. An electrical engineer. Calculus, he's in. I've had to learn a lot on the fly. And here's what I don't know. Here's what I contemplate. Do y'all come to me because y'all can't? Or you just found a sucker that's willing to do it for you? I mean, just happy to be in the service. I've done that before. 18 years later, I'm still suffering from it. I love y'all. Will I like him all the time? No. You're like, oh, Brother Dusty, you're getting kind of cruel. I'm just being honest. He's a person. I don't like y'all all the time either. Get off your high horses. <laughs> Will I love him all the time? Yeah. Yeah. He's family. Will I support him? Yes. Even when I don't like the color of the carpet. Will I defend him to others? Uh, maybe have negative things to say. Don't bring those to me. You can go find somewhere else to give that to. So here it is. What's my job? What's my job with as a family member of Heritage Baptist Church? What's my job? To make him successful. Think about your own family. Think about in your own family. Some of you have young kids. So maybe this is not totally pointed yet. I have, for those of y'all don't know, I have a 25-year-old in Virginia. I did everything I could to make him successful. It's his choice whether he takes advice, takes counsel, seeks wise counsel. It's his choice. I wanted him to be successful. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to call out any names, Abby, but <laughs> she can play a piano. Right? She can bounce up and down certain keys. She does it by ear. It's really quite sickening. That will only take her so far. There's stuff called like music theory, reading music, different keys that she still has to learn. If I want her to be as successful as possible, she's got to learn that. She doesn't want to. So what? As long as she's in my house, she's going to learn it. Because my job is to make her successful. My job as a member of this family is to make y'all successful. In what? I don't know. Maybe it's helping with an install. Maybe it's, y'all come teach junior church with me. Dusty, you're crazy over there. I know. If plus it gets y'all out of here, so you don't have to sit there worry about, oh, it's getting a long day. Why? I want to make y'all successful. Why? Because there's going to be ministries in this church that we're going to have to fill. And the last thing you want to do is be like, okay, well, 
So he's never taught uh, Sunday school before. Hey, Holden, Holden, how do you feel about teaching Sunday school? You want to teach Sunday school? As long as there's goldfish, right? Can I get a witness? <laughs> I have the opportunity to bring people into junior church and to allow them to learn to teach and to learn how to handle kids that, you know what, are not the kids that are sitting in here. I want to make them successful. The last thing I want them to do is to take over a Sunday school class or a bus route or whatever I can do and then get there and be like, man, I've never seen this before. There's going to be a few things. However, if I can prepare them, that's my job as this family member. The preaching. Man, John 7, 46. The officers answered, never a man spake like this man. I have traveled the country. I have listened to thousands of sermons. I have listened to stuff on the radio. Not the radio. Nobody listens to the radio anymore. Like YouTube, podcasts. I don't get fed anywhere else I can get fed here. Sometimes you go to a conference or something like that. Oh, yeah, you, know, you have these powerhouse preachers. They bring their five best messages, and they let her rip, and you're like, hey, man. And then you go back to their normal church, and you listen to their normal sermons, and you're just like, it ain't home. It's not my pastor. When I was going to this other church, and I know they meant well, and they semi-welcomed me in. They had to take me with a grain of salt because I tend to be a lot. But I would listen to his message. And then I would come home, hopefully in time, to catch Heritage Baptist Church live. Oh, it's good. I love a good buffet. Brother Danny, look, feller, I'm about to wear off the full from yesterday, but it's taken a minute. Mm. It ain't the same. The people. All right, we're going we're gonna to whoop through this. I don't even know what time it is. Quite frankly, I don't even care. So, the people. So, Heritage Baptist Church, we are a peculiar family. Belonging to one person, or to a person, and to Him only. We're special. Some of us more special than others. Hey, God thinks I'm special. Belonging to a nation, system, or other thing, and nobody else. See, I didn't fit in at the other Heritage Baptist Church because I don't belong to them. All those other, no, not the countries, all these other churches that I go to here in the States, I don't belong to them. I've noticed that this family hangs around after church. You know, the craziest thing is the other churches that we used to go to, Miss Angela and I would close, we'd lock the doors. Right? We'd be the last ones out of there, mostly because of me. I'm not going to lie, mostly because of me, because I tend to talk a little bit. And we would, I mean, we'd talk until they walked out the door, walking out to the car with them, because I love the fellowship. Okay? They didn't. Well, they should have said something. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. Okay? Now, this church takes it to the next level. When this family goes, we don't even make it out the door. All of a sudden, this family comes together. And right now, we're, we're here. Y'all are all here listening to me, which, by the way, thank y'all. But when this is over with, people start talking and engaging with each other. Hey, what's going on? These people, and then you start sharing these little things. You know, I'm struggling with this. I had success in this. I, you know, everything. That's a family. That does not happen everywhere. I asked the last church I was in, they run 600 on Sunday morning. 200 on Wednesday. Doesn't always work out. 
But I'm telling you, even on Wednesday night when they left, a handful of little people stay behind, mostly to work on whatever the next thing was they had to work on. This is different. We get together when somebody, a family member graduates high school. Where is she? Lena. There she is, girl. Mm-hmm. Invite me anytime. Jillian. Jillian. Look, I was not here for yours. Please feel free to throw another party. <laughs> Invite me. I will be there. Mocha stingers all around. Okay? I'm in. Family comes together when there is work to be done. And I say work. I'm, you know, here at the church, for sure, there's work to be done. We got work to do over here. Most of y'all don't know it. I mean, I don't even know how many of y'all have actually walked over here through this building, but the work just takes care of itself right now. There's going to come a time whenever the men and ladies of Heritage Baptist Church, this family, are going to have to go over there and start investing time and effort. I remember when we were getting ready. Oh, goodness. I guess it was for the winter revival. And, you know, I'm up here running electrical, and, God, what did I get myself into? Anyway, so I'm up here running electrical, and I see three young ladies come up here. Three college, college young ladies that are up here every night painting. The best part was whenever Z figured out that that was not water-based paint. That was oil-based. <laughs> that was some kind of funny. However, I had those three ladies that were up here working. Brother Darren, you got an opportunity to help those girls. You invested, you built them, you tried to make them successful. If you don't show up for something like that, you miss it. Family's there whenever one of the family members has fallen, spiritually, physically, emotionally, who do you lean on? Okay, so I have, I have a fantastic family. Uh, you know, I have Miss Angela and I have three kids. Sometimes I can share my burden with her, but she can't always help me bear it. So I come to the men of the church. I can reach out to y'all. In Virginia, you know, I would talk about Angela and the kids and the fact that I'm separated from them for, you know, for, this is a short one. This is only like four weeks. And it was like they saw it on the news. It was, oh, oh, well, okay, we'll be praying for you, brother. What's for supper? Lunch? Shall we do lunch? And they weren't inviting me. They were going to go get their, their family and go. Hmm. My family here, I got text messages. People reached out. People called. Y'all were praying. Y'all praying for me, my little band, little Bingham band. That's family. And then if something happened to Miss Angela, see, that's my fear. Not something that happens to me, right? I mean, she's going to be doing okay. Something ends up happening to dear old brother Dusty. Miss Angela's going to be financially okay. However, my fear is there's going to be something that she cannot handle and I can't get back. My family was here. My family hurts when one of the members hurts. Angela is way more tender than I am. I'm trying to get there, but I'm more of a kind of suck it up princess. Nothing against princesses. I'm fine with those too. But 
when one of us hurts, concerned, worried, struggling, we hurt with you. That's what family does. Families disagree sometimes. I am not always going to agree with everything y'all have to say. That's called a family. Fun story. We were in the expedition. Miss Angela and I, we don't fight. I mean, we've, we've never really never really fought. Disagreed, sure, but it's usually at a monotone level. And there's nothing flying through the house anymore. She's finally got that, you know, therapy. She's finally got that under control. So, you know, there was some times I was a little bit feared for my life. And uh, so one day we're, we're in the expedition and we're driving to church. And Miss Angela and I were having an exchange. Now, it was, it was just barely above talk. Just barely. The ki my kids were convinced we were getting a divorce. Because <laughs> they had never seen that. And Angela and I, at that point, we kind of got tickled. We're like, really? That's okay. I can, I can handle that. Miss Angela and I don't always agree. And that's okay. We say sorry and we move on. We figure out a compromise. If it's scriptural, doctrine, there's no compromise. That's concrete. Well, I don't like it. That's not an excuse. Uh, you're going to have to learn to like that one. If it is a preference, which let's be honest, most of the arguments are over preference. Like the carpet or the, I don't know, what are we having for supper? Who's going to pick it up? And... Well, if you would get off your... Never mind. In the Bingham house, when you hear, let's get ready to rumble, right? And it, a resounding Zeke hears, ah! I mean, he just screams, where's that? Where's the boy? There he is. There's Zeke. When you hear him cut loose, I mean, my blood boils. I was like, there's no sense in that. We'll deal with that one in a minute. However... Faithlin will be over there. She's coloring. I'm like, what's going on with Zeke? Oh, nothing. Abby just called him a baby. <laughs> She's like, eh. And then, like, minutes later, I mean, everybody's happy as a clam. That's how family should be. Family joins in prayer when someone needs prayer. Not this, okay, I'll pray for you, brother. That's not family. You don't love them. You don't care about them. Family fights to protect what we have. Y'all are worth fighting for. Are you going to fight for your family? Brother Ben and Miss Emily, you got a couple youngins right now. And you'd fight for them. You'd go to battle for them. Can't imagine tangling Miss Emily's like, oh, how's it going? Mess with the kids, and she's like, ah, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Somebody's off her meds. So. <laughs> Tranquilizer. <laughs> You'd fight for your family. And I don't care how big the person is. Why don't we not fight for our own family here? The fight to protect what we have. Family loves at all times. You know what? Even when we disagree, we love each other. Family has all things common. You know what? If you're so selfish that you're not willing to give what you have to a family member, what does that say about your Christianity? What does that say about what kind of family member you're being? Characteristics of family, humble, forgiving, compassionate, understanding, slow to wrath, inclusive, apt to teach, willing to learn. We are a peculiar people. We're a peculiar family. Not because we're odd. We know that. 
Because we, have, we should be singular-minded. Everything we do, how we treat each other, how we include or not include family, should be for a purpose. To build our family to become what God needs them to be. To win more souls to Christ. Otherwise, we refer to it as a self-licking ice cream cone. It's not doing any good. Yourself is taken care of, but what impact are you having? Zilch. And if we're not doing those things, what kind of family are we? There were 120 people up in the upper room. All things common. I know they were focused. They were hurting. They were scared. They need wisdom. And they came together. We can do that. We should do that. But I'll leave you with this. Sometimes we get so self-centered so caught up on us. We're not always the best family members that we could be. And really, whenever I was traveling to those other countries, there's no Heritage Baptist Church, but there was no fakes either. There wasn't a close. So you can't like really see the difference. The only thing you know is I can't wait to get back because I'm tired of watching it online versus sitting in there with a fake. And you're like, this is not family. This is not what it should be about. These people are not building each other up. They're just kind of living their own little lives, not for the glory of God, but to basically check a box. This is empty and hollow. I'm not going to be part of a church like that. That is not this church. Yesterday, we went out and knocked on doors. We had the opportunity to change somebody. We had to change, what, three people, Pastor? Three people's eternity yesterday. Through obedience. We may never see them in here. God sees it. That's our family. Because I guarantee you one thing, I have grown closer to Miss Amanda and the Havens, the Brocks, Brother Josh. Hmm. When we go out and knock on doors. Because see, that's, that's the tough time. We love the people. We want, them to, we want them to come to know you as Savior, but not every, know them as Savior. But not everybody wants that. And we have the opportunity to, to go through some hardship together as a family. How do we treat our family? How do we treat these other members? Like family? What kind of family member are you? Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.